Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You're now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is Senior NBA Insider for ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, what's good, my man? Chris, uh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Man, uh, the weather's nice. It's supposed to be about 80-something degrees out here today, and the sun's behind me, so I'm feeling great, man. It's a beautiful day. I'm talking to you, man. <laughs> Come on. This is awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, so, so Woj, man, I want to jump right into it. Um, yesterday, you reported for ESPN that Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers will not report to training camp, and he has no intentions of reporting to training camp this season or playing for the Sixers ever again. I guess the first thing that came to my mind was, what are the pros to this type of move for Ben Simmons? I mean, Chris, the, we've never really seen anything like this. This doesn't happen in the NBA. Now, we know we've seen certainly plenty of guys push their way out of a place. And sometimes you can come in and be less than committed to what's going on. And 
and make life difficult for your team and eventually right. get your trade. Uh, that's not what is happening here. It's just, I'm not coming. And also doing it with four years left on your deal, almost 150 million owed to them, 33 million this year. Uh, it's, it's a risky strategy uh, because you're going to likely cost yourself money. We'll see how much money, but you know, ben Simmons has been adamant that that the next time he wears an NBA uniform, it's going to be somebody other than the Sixers. And it's a little bit of a game of chicken because we know the Sixers are going to be diminished without him. Like, yeah, they're not nearly the same team without Ben Simmons. Sure. I mean, forget about what happened in the Atlanta series. Right. Like we, we know what in, how many wins and what he's worth, certainly through the regular season. Absolutely. And they were a one seed last year. And, and seeding is going to be important, of course, in the East, which is really good this year. And so, you know, can he wait them out and get them to maybe the Sixers get off to a bad start and pressure increases to, to get something for him? Uh-huh. Or you're waiting out the teams who would want to trade for you to get them. Maybe they get off to a bad start and there's pressure – increasing on teams that were already interested or maybe new teams to say, we better go out and do something big. We got to shake it up. We've got to improve. And then the offers get better for Simmons and maybe that gets a deal done or you just sit there away from the team, not getting paid. And the team takes you through February to the trade deadline. So certainly this is unlike anything we've seen. I think it's going to be fascinating how it plays out. You know, the league does not like this. It, it's certainly it's not good for the league. I mean, if we're being honest about it, um, they don't want to see a precedent set with players under contract, just not reporting. Uh, and I don't know that this would do that. I think this is a unique situation. I don't think I don't think this is going to be something where players are looking and going, OK, is that a strategy for me? I don't think that's going on. I do think it's kind of independent and unique, but. It's definitely something we haven't seen. I guess I'm a little taken aback just on how bad things actually got in Philadelphia to push Ben Simmons to this point. I mean, he's willing to fork over, give up two hundred and something thousand dollars per preseason game and all the extra sanctions on top of the league sanctions that Philly has uh, in their organization. Woj, if you're Daryl Morey. You're not – I don't feel like he's in a good position to me, other than obviously it's a bad look for the franchise and you're, you're, you're a top guy. But you don't have to hurry up and move this guy. You can say, you know, you're going to find him. You're going to be able to keep him and hold him. Do you think Simmons will become a locker room or chemistry issue? Even, But he won't be around the team. So I'm just trying to figure out how is Daryl Morey or the Sixers in a bad spot here other than losing somebody that doesn't want to be with there. Yeah, and I think for Daryl Morey – the hope for the Sixers was that Ben Simmons would come back and play, play well, and his draft, st- his, excuse me, his trade stock would would improve. Right. They didn't like the offers they had for him this summer. Uh, maybe they're asking for too much, but it's really hard. And this is the other thing that's a little bit unique to the situation, Chris. You, you typically don't see players of this caliber being traded from contending teams one seeds or two seeds, they're not trading their star players. They resign them. They build around them. And when you see a player like, let's go back through some, you know, recent big NBA trades, whether it was a a James Harden 
and Anthony Davis, uh, um, wh- whomever. Yeah. It's teams headed toward a rebuild. They want young assets. They want picks. Philly needs to get back a star level player to plug right in with Ben or two really good players. And they want draft picks. And so it's harder because the teams who are trading for Ben Simmons, you know, they're trying to add them to the core they have. They're not trying to trade their best player for Ben Simmons. They're trying to trade maybe their second or third best player. And, and in most cases, Philly's looking at that going, well, that's a downgrade from Ben Simmons. We don't want a downgrade because we're trying to win around uh, Joel right now, who's in his prime. Mm-hmm. That complicates this. And so you have a very short list of players um, who really mm-hmm. make sense that you feel like maybe we don't win the trade, but at least we're breaking even. We have something comparable. And Ben's a unique talent. I mean, I know we talk about his what he doesn't do well a lot, but we know what he does do well, and it does impact winning. Yeah, and we haven't seen too many 6'10 guys that that see the floor, have the IQ at the level that he does and can play the game, the floor game. Then defensively, he's a monster. Um, interesting stuff going on in Philly, but staying in the Eastern Conference, uh, one of my favorite teams last year to watch was the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, I love the job that they did in the second half of the season, especially after um, you know Nate McMillan took over. I think they had the mm-hmm. second or third best record in the NBA. Do you think that that success they achieved last year, you think it's sustainable, it's going to transfer over into this year, or was last year sort of a, a fluke and sort of where they, they peaked? No, I, I do, Chris. I think, and I think we'll see a much better regular season team. Listen, they were, you, you said it, they were definitely a better team with Nate McMillan, but they were also a more healthy team later in the year. And you've got um, you just you saw certainly Trey Young took it to another level. You saw the impact he had in the playoffs. We know what that does for a player's confidence to go do what he did in the postseason. Um, that's going to make you you just come back a better player. That that just gives you great belief. It gives the group around him great belief. And then you just see what I think Travis Schlenk has done there is I mean he's drafted really well. They've got really good role players. You know, Clint Capella, who signed an extension this summer, just such a good anchor for them defensively in the middle. You know, John Collins with a new deal. Uh, uh, Bogdanovich, you hope for your Atlanta that that he's healthy this year. Certainly mm-hmm. he missed a lot of time. Gallin, Danilo Gallinari missed a lot of time last year with an uh, ankle injury. Reddish, too. And Reddish, too. And he's not really been able to get traction yet on his career, but a very talented player. And so, you know, you, you go down, Kevin Herter is going to be a really good player. He's up for his rookie extension. Yeah. Uh, you saw he played well in the postseason for them. I guess one of my questions, though, with that, because you got a conundrum now if you're the Hawks. You, you paid Capella, you paid Trey, you paid John Collins. But now you, if you want to keep a Herter and, and Reddish and, 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 you know, extend that. You can't pay everybody. That, you right. can't pay everybody. So, no. What are they going to do? Like, how can they? So I guess that's my question or or something that I'll be watching for is what they're going to do. That's going to be interesting because they're a very good team. And like you had mentioned with the injuries, I mean, they made it all the way to the Eastern, what, the finals, Eastern Conference finals with guys that were banged up, hurt. And bogey to me is is a major X factor type. But I am. I love the Hawks. John Collins, versatility. He really showed up and took a leap last year. Um, Another team, which I wanted to ask you about, got two of my guys, two of my Bruins in the backcourt, the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Um, they signed Zach Levine in the offseason, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Vucevic is there. Talk about your thoughts on the Bulls, Billy Donovan in that Eastern Conference this season. Yeah, listen, 
certainly some more offensive weapons, you know, bringing in Lonzo Ball, bringing in DeMar DeRozan, you know, Vucevic and Zach Levine were kind of trying to figure it out in that short window. You know, Zach went out with the with COVID and lost a stretch of games that kind of took Chicago out of the play-in race. And so uh, it, it's certainly a, a, a different group and, and a more talented group. How they fit together will be interesting. I think it is a challenge for Billy Donovan um, to figure out the pieces there, how they play together. Uh, maybe it doesn't happen from day one, but that's a team that you would imagine gets better as we go next season and uh, you know, certainly was put together to be in the playoffs and to be back in the yeah. postseason. And um, listen, I think you know, I'll be really interested to see how Lonzo Ball leads that team. You know, he he really wanted to be with the Bulls. Uh, he had hoped that they would get a deal done at the trade deadline. They didn't quite get that done. Obviously, now Lori Markinen, who was a high pick for, um, you know, came in the Jimmy Butler trade on draft night. Uh, obviously, he's in Cleveland now. But I, I think Chicago is one of the teams. They're just like when you look at that list of most interesting teams, how this thing could go. I think they might be the team with maybe the most variance. You could see where they could hit it with that group and have a lot of success. You could also look and go, do all the, will all those pieces fit together? How's that group play together? Because there's a lot of, uh, you know, you got some young guys. You got guys later in their career. Uh, you know, early in the season last year, that was a team that played really fast with Zach. And then Vucevic mm-hmm. comes in and the pace slows down a little bit. And then you're you're trying to figure out how do you balance that with two really key offensive players who, who play differently. So, uh, but I think Billy Donovan certainly an outstanding coach. They got really good leadership there. Um, Arturis Karnishevis and Mark Eversley, really good front office. And mm-hmm. and so uh, I do think it's going to be a fun team, certainly, to watch. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to the development of uh, Pat Williams. He was a really intriguing rookie. And that's the wild card there. You, you said it, Chris. And, you know, young player last year, you, you talk to people and they'd see him in practice. And he was one of those young players who every day would do one thing where you'd go, holy cow, this guy could be. <laughs> and then – you saw him in summer league take a step and mm-hmm. more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think they want to see him is come out person, like see his personality come out, see him, you know, take the initiative to do more. And so how do you balance that with Patrick Williams with a DeMar DeRozan, who's used to listen, having shots and scoring the ball and, yeah. and Zach Levine, who's going to score the ball. Um, yeah. But I think Patrick Williams, you know, a high lottery pick for them, like how that plays out, I think will be, um, uh, really uh, important short-term and long-term because I think there's a lot of hope that Patrick Williams is really going to, that, that he could be a cornerstone guy for them. Yeah, I, I think so. He's got all, he's got all the goods, man. When you look at the the job that Atlanta has done in putting pieces around Trey Young, and then you kind of juxtapose that next to the job that Dallas has done putting pieces around Luka Doncic. Why do you think the Mavericks haven't surrounded Luca with the necessary parts to really push him, put him to that Western Conference type finals type level. Well, you look at Atlanta and so much of it for them has been hitting on the draft. Travis Schlenk came with a good reputation. They hired him. You know, it's funny. They hired, I think, Travis Schlenk in Atlanta with a thought of believing in him uh, as a player, as an evaluator of talent. This is a guy who really grinds it on the road and, you know, is at, uh, 
like just has built a really re- good reputation in Golden State for that. Mm-hmm. And other mm-hmm. places comes in and really hits it in the draft, gets multiple picks and trades. You know, remember the Doncic, um, Trey Young draft night trade brought them another first round pick. And so, but you hit it in the late teens with John Collins. You hit it a little bit later with Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm. And Dallas, you haven't had that draft success. And they haven't had necessarily the high picks either. But so much of Dallas, they put in the Chris Stapps Porzingis trade that Porzingis was the co-star. He would be the complimentary guy, you know, an all-star level player, very unique skill set that he'd come in and, and, and be that for Luka Doncic. He hasn't been healthy, Chris. And I think I think he's very talented. You saw earlier, certainly earlier in his Knicks career where like oh, yeah. this is a really skilled player. The unicorn. The unicorn. Man. Unicorn. But but, the, <laughs> but but injuries, you know, kind of those lower leg injuries have been a concern. You worry about that in a player with his frame at seven three. It's it's so I've heard good things about how he's looked this summer and can he stay healthy? So I think that's a big part of it. And then, you know, Tim Hardaway, who, you know, ended up being much more than I thought. Listen, when they traded for Hardaway, you know, New York was getting money off. And the Mavs really wanted Porzingis in that deal. And it turns out Hardaway, now they've re-signed him again, and, and he's been such an important part for them. But I think that, um, you know, I think the hope for Dallas is, is that, you know, everyone's always talking about free agency, and, and they're not going to have, you know, we'll, we'll see the, the cap flexibility. They, they certainly have some Lucas deal kicks in next year, his new Supermax, and, and Porzingis is on a max deal, or Hardaway's on a big deal, and, and so um, you, you got to hit on picks and, um, you know, you got to find some guys around the edges. Um, you know, you know, you look at like a Utah when they bring in a Royce O'Neal, a Joe Ingles, mm-hmm. players mm-hmm. like that who are a little bit on the fringe who come in and become starting level players, six men. Right. And, and I think the really good organizations, you get them on the cheap um, and that's where your evaluation, your, your, your player development, all those things come into play. Uh, when you're trying to build a contender, because you you got to hit on some of those guys too. Yeah, you do. But talking about free agency and, and the way the free agency will look in the future in the NBA, do you think that you know these big name guys, as they have been in the past, will be available for teams to sign? Will the free agent crop be as fruitful as as plentiful as it has been, just because of the nature of the way that the league is kind of shifting? N- no, and you know Bobby Marks had a good piece. Our, our insider uh, front office insider at ESPN about that. And he and I've, he and I've talked a lot about that this summer that you look at the landscape and earlier on in this collective bargaining agreement, you saw players doing shorter deals, keeping their freedom for free agency. I'm going to do a short deal. I'm going to keep pressure on the organization and I'm going to keep my options open every year. And now you're seeing players and, and initially that super max didn't seem to have the appeal to the great players in the league that the owners and front offices hoped it would, right? They wanted to incentivize players to stay where they were. So if you were with a small market team, they could pay you so much more um, with a super max. If you got, if you hit the qualifications made all NBA or, or MVP and, and, and got that, you know, you turn that $170 million deal into 205 or whatever it would be. You're seeing that play out now more, and there's a little bit of an attitude. I think there's a lot of an attitude of, 
I will sign the Supermax now. I will fix the destination later. So if I don't like how it's going, I'll ask for a trade. But what makes less sense is go into free agency and instead of taking the five-year, $200 million deal that I can take with my team now, I don't know. Why am I going to go do the four-year, let's say the 140 deal that's just worth less because you don't make as much leaving as you would staying. I'll just force a trade to where I want to go. The harder part for that, though, is when you have, and you're seeing it with Ben Simmons, four years left on your deal. You know, Damian Lillard has three years left on your deal. You you don't have the leverage to go where you want to go when you have a bunch of years because anybody will trade for you um, when you have three years or four years left because they know you have to play for them. Now, mm-hmm. you have one year left on your deal or maybe two years. You're going to be you know, maybe a small market team who would like to make a run at a, at a big name guy says, okay, that guy's going to leave me in a year. And he's telling me, and his agent's telling me, if you trade for me, I'm gone. You're going to get nothing in return. I'm going to walk. And all the assets you gassed up to trade for me yeah. are gone. But when you got three or four years left on your deal, you can get traded. You may not like where you end up. You end up at another small market or a place that isn't better than what you have. And so I think that's, um, that's also part of this dynamic. Absolutely. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Uh Going to New York for a second, I just wanted you just to touch on the Knicks. They they re-signed, what, D. Rose. They re-signed Nerland Noel. Um, they don't have a lot of space. They re-signed Julius Randle to, to a very favorable deal. Um, it wasn't the max. Um, Mitchell Robinson coming back. He's put on 50 or 60 pounds uh, in the offseason. Are the Knicks a legitimate threat to be a top four or to five seed in the Eastern Conference? I, I think they're a threat to be that, Chris, because Tom Thibodeau gets a lot of gets a lot out of his group in the regular season. I think the question for them is going to be, and we saw it in the postseason last year. You know, he can grind a group through the regular season, and I thought what he did last year was just really important for the organization. That it it it, it just established a baseline again of competency and professionalism, and if you were a Nick fan. And, and, and you watch your team play every night like you saw something that you hadn't seen in a long time. Right. They come to play every night. They can beat anybody. You know, the Nick, I mean, Nick fans for years, like you might as well just go to bed early when they're out on the West Coast because <laughs> they're going to get drilled out <laughs> west. And that wasn't the case. They're in games they're beating people. That was really important for the organization. And that's what Tom Thibodeau brought back. And then you saw in the playoffs, they struggled to score. They struggled when you saw him against Atlanta, uh, when Atlanta loaded up on Julius Randle and they needed other people to make shots, they struggled having enough maybe playmakers. You know, Alec Burks comes back, who's a, who mm-hmm. was good for them last year. You know, that will be the next step. But I think they did keep, you know, a lot of these deals this summer were really two-year guaranteed deals. They weren't mm-hmm. like it was three years with a player op- team option. So they have yeah. their flexibility. I think for New York, you know, having cap space next summer doesn't really do anything. There's no big free agents. What you want to have if you're New York, you want to have picks and you want to have some young players who develop value. Uh, Emmanuel quickly was outstanding. You yeah. know, Obi Toppin struggled in his rookie year. Certainly they were playing a lot of veterans. And then you saw in the summer and you said, okay, Obi Toppin looks like he might be ready to make, you know, that step in a guy's second year. And so you want to, Develop those younger players, either for you to, to be part of your rotation to go forward, 
Or if you're the Knicks right now, what you're waiting for is that next unhappy star who wants out. And then you have enough assets to go get him in a trade. And so I think the Knicks are trying to balance and live in both those worlds right now. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting in the Atlantic. Um, Going across the way, talk about the Nets. You know, came up short last year, um, battled through some injury stuff with their big three, made some, I consider, pretty big signing in in Patty Mills uh, during this offseason. I love Patty Mills. I love what he brings to the table on a lot of levels. What are your thoughts, though, as far as the Nets um, actually winning this year or, or being the favorites to win the championship? Are they? They are to me, Chris. If that team is on the floor, if they're all playing and they're all healthy, I think they're the best team, and I think there's a gap between them and everybody else, even the Lakers. Uh, Milwaukee, who, you know, we saw no Kyrie. James Harden basically on one leg in that series, gutting it out. And then KD playing, you know, at an all-world level, playing like the best player in the league. Mm -hmm. Milwaukee was certainly fortunate to get out, right, and beat them, and they did. Yeah, and went on to win the title. But I think a Nets team with their big three, I love the addition of Patty Mills. I thought that was one of the really good under-the-radar signings this offseason. I think he's perfect for them. You know, Joe Harris, I think, will have a lot to come back and want to prove in the playoffs. He was really, really consistent and good for them and and, and didn't play well in that Milwaukee series. Uh, you know, that stayed with him. He'll want to come back, and, and, and he's been a really good player for them. And, and you've just seen, like – you know, Blake Griffin found a role there. Let's see what LaMarcus Aldridge has left coming back. Um, but I think the Nets are the best team. It's but we, as we saw last year, for many different reasons, it was rare to have all three of them on the court. And um, But when they're all playing together, oof, like you saw right from the beginning, Harden took on that playmaking role, played in a way that – was perfect for that Nets team. We are going to feature Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's the best player in the world. And I'm going to get him the ball everywhere on the floor to make him great. And and uh, and, and then certainly Kyrie is as skilled of a player as there is in the league. So I think – and I thought Steve Nash was really good. I thought Steve, with a lot of different lineups, almost a different group every night, you know, there was a baseline of kind of how they played and they were competitive. I thought Steve did – a really good job in his in his rookie year, and he's got a good staff. Yeah, and uh, they're going to be tough if they're all on the floor. I think that that's the most underrated thing about the Nets organization is that from top to bottom, uh, that entire organization are like basketball dudes. Like my my buddy Ryan Forehand Kelly, he's actually an assistant coach out there, and you you talk about Jock Vaughn, Royal Ivy, Tiago Splitter. They are have an organization filled with just basketball guys, and I think that had a lot to do with the big three's ability to kind of buy in to to, uh, to Steve Nash and buy into this unselfishness. That to me has been the most important, and the thing that stood out the most with the Nets is their unselfishness, and the, and they love playing with each other. They love sharing the sugar, and that was the thing I was wondering where they going to ever be able to kind of you know get together, and they got it together quick. But again, the injuries are going to be you know the deal. Um, Moving over to the West, Western Conference, man, I want to talk about the Lakers. Uh, they made some big signings, made a big trade, um, got Russell Westbrook in the building. How do you think that Russell and LeBron, two ball-dominant players, are going to fit in with each other? 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And it's it's not really a dynamic we've ever seen. I don't know what we compare this group with in terms of like the skill sets and say, okay, we saw it work with these guys or it didn't work. It's just a unique pairing. What I do know is that you're going to have to fit in with LeBron. You're going to have to figure out how to play with him because it's LeBron James. And, and, and the gr- part of the greatness of LeBron is his ability to elevate the people around him, to, to maximize as, as unselfish as he is and, and, and what an incredible passer he is and how an IQ, unlike any, um, you know, at the very, very top, he sees yeah. the game in ways that, that almost nobody else does. And even as, as LeBron loses some athleticism in his mid to late thirties, he compensates with it because he's not, he wasn't the best player in the league because he was the most athletic or the most explosive. Um, he, he was the best player in the league and, and still certainly is right there with KD because of, of how he sees it, thinks it and, and, and how skilled he is. And so he's a player who can age, um, who's going to age really well and still be all NBA because of that. But same with Russ and Russ is, you know, Russ isn't the as explosive as he was in his twenties and thirties. But I think what's underestimated about Russell Westbrook is he is a great teammate and he has got your back. He is a player who cares deeply about winning. Now, do, do you love every shot he takes? No, you don't. And, Russ will also admit it too, and he'll do it privately with his guys when, when he's mm-hmm. like, but I think, I think it'll work because Russ will be intent on it working. Now, again, part of surrounding LeBron traditionally is you surround him with shooters, right? Because he draws yeah, so much exactly. attention defensively. Mm-hmm. That's not what Russ is, right? Russ is not a catch and shoot uh, guard. He still attacked the rim. And, and so it'll be, a challenge, um, but I do think that, you know, and you saw Russ really come on last year. He was injured early in Washington. He played through a lot of pain and just went out and played. And you saw him as he got healthier, and then you saw that Wizards team come from really far back to get into the postseason, which was remarkable, and and how he acquiesced to Brad Beal and made Brad, you know, continue to make Brad the featured guy there. I think Russ will do that in L.A. too. Yeah, it's funny when you, you listen to the barbershop talk around here locally in L.A., it's a lot of arguments going on, man, because no one can just no one seems to be able to envision a world where LeBron like Russ has the balls late game situation. Russ has it on the ISO. His Brock balls in his hands. LeBron spotting up because if you got it the other way around and you got LeBron with the ball, do you want Russell Westbrook's? spotting up now granted they got some good pieces they signed Kendrick Nunn Malik Monk I love those two those are two electric electric scores that are going to come in and give you buckets but again the the whole thing's going to come down to the spacing and and how comfortable guys are with each other in those late game situations we even talk about Carmelo and 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 what his role is going to be this year but I want to get your thoughts on on Melo and just what do you think his role with the Lakers I mean we obviously we envision a you know a six-man type of situation the rebirth in Portland so I wanted to get your take on Melo this year with the Lakers yeah catch and shoot and and that's going to be his job he'll have a lot of open shots with that group you know he showed in Portland he can still make him and you saw in Portland you know I think it was important for Melo to finally accept the fact 
that he was a role player and that he was not going to be a featured player anymore. He did that in Portland. And I think he came in there humbled, uh, grateful for that opportunity. And he really helped that team. He helped them on the court, certainly. He helped them off the court. I remember talking to Neil O'Shea, their president, about, you know, all the leadership that Dame had has to do day in and day out, and, and certainly CJ, that, you know, there were Mello took some pressure off of them some days because they were still the leaders. They they were still their team. But Mello commands such respect of his peers, of young players. I mean, so many young players who come into the league or end up in the locker room, they all they grew up idolizing Mello. Yeah, yeah. And that he was able to to help in that regard in Portland and and it was just was terrific in that way. And I think he can do that in LA, but he's gonna need to catch and shoot. He's gonna need to make shots and he's shown he can still do that. It'll be interesting to see how many minutes a night that is for him. Uh, but this is his chance to win a championship and he has been um you know, it's been an elusive, an elusive pursuit for him, and he has said it. This is it. This is my chance. And you know, he and LeBron have been talking about playing each other since I think the ABCD camp and <laughs> finding a way to play with each other. And I think you know, I remember I've talked to Mello. I think we have, he was on the podcast last year. I think we talked a little bit about you know he didn't line himself up to go to to be a free agent with the big three and go to Miami. He he, he could have maybe done that, and so. Uh, this is his chance now. And so it, it'll be a lot of fun to see him there, see him back, uh, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a glamour market in the NBA. And, and yep. uh, listen, he's still a player who he just has such a following. He's still such, such a popular player. And oh, yeah. it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to see him and LeBron together. Oh, he can still get it going. And, and if, you know, out here in LA, everybody's expecting the championship, so it's going to be exciting. Um, a couple more questions on the Western Conference. Two more teams. I wanted to talk about the Warriors. I had Warriors GM Bob Myers on my uh, podcast back in March when the Warriors were sort of finishing up their season. They were actually in a good spot. Steve Kerr had sort of righted the ship. They got some wins. They were figuring things out with lesser talent. Bob was feeling great about the Warriors. They go into the summer. They draft two high lottery picks. Um, and Kaminga being one of them that really turned mm-hmm. it out the summer during the summer league. I guess my the biggest thing, and, I, and it's everybody's question, is is how is Clay going to look when he comes back after nearly two years off, uh, major injuries, right? I think that's the number one thing. And then what about these other guys that they signed during the offseason? Is Otto Porter going to be a contributor? What about, you know, is, is Jordan Poole going to be able to, to make another sort of a leap? I mean, you know, Looney's there and – Steph is going to be Steph, Draymond's going to be Dre, but what do you think about the Warriors? To me, I feel like that if they get hot, Clay comes back uh, as a decent version of himself, I feel like they could surprise some people and potentially get to the Western Conference Finals. I'm going out on a limb, but what do you think about that, Woj? Yeah, no, you you said it, Chris, and the, the question for that team is going to be what is Clay like? And two years away is a long time. And there's no more professional player than him, no more dedicated player, nobody who cares – as deeply about his craft and who always puts the work in. And he's, I, I, I'm, I know he's done that in his rehab, but there's nothing that simulates playing NBA basketball except playing NBA basketball. And so I think people have to be realistic that let, let's, you know, Ramona Shelburne at ESPN reported that he, he, you know, they have the optimism. Maybe he's back around Christmas. And so if you're saying around the first of the year, 
you know, you're hoping by the playoffs that he's, you know, but maybe it takes a whole year to come back. Like, I, I just think it may not be realistic to think it's just going to be the old clay right away. That doesn't mean he can't get back there, but we just don't know. And I think that's the wild card. It all depends upon him. James Weissman, you know, the number two pick a couple of years ago, they played much better without him than they did with him. And, and they, they, when they kind of went back to the style that they were used to playing, uh, they were more successful. Now, that's not just on him. You know, you're going to see growth. You know, obviously he had the injury, which curtailed, you know, some of his development and, and time on the court. Uh, but this isn't what you're not hearing from the Warriors this year is like they don't want to talk about development. They're not talking about like they're talking about winning and they're yeah. not using their minutes and roles to grow young players. They're putting a team on the court that can help Steph Curry in his prime go as far as they can in the playoffs. And so uh, you mentioned Kaminga and Moody. And, and I think those are two players who can be on the court as rookies and, and contribute and, and in the long run have a chance probably to be very good. Uh, but they need, you know, their their mindset in Golden State this year is putting a team on the court that gives us our best chance to win every night. How does James Weissman fit into that? What does he look like when he gets back? You know, and obviously Clay once he's back. And so uh, that's a team, again, with a high variance. You mentioned conference finals. Uh, realistic, I guess, if Clay is great. Um, but we know the West is deep, and and yeah. we saw what Steph did last year, almost single handedly. Amazing. Um, but but that that's that's there's no one player in the West that's going to just carry you. Uh, he'll, he'll need more help, obviously. Yeah, I think Wiggins, uh, his performance last year, the yeah. jump he made, and his consistency on both ends. I think that was a major plus for the Warriors too. I, you know, I'm going to go out and say I I just want them to get there because I've I've never been the biggest Steph fan, but I I I love just last year what he did, how much heart he was showing. I mean, he literally was playing for that franchise and I can I can feel it when I watched the highlights, you know. It was a lot of pride associated with that. And I'm a big Klay Thompson guy, so I really wish Klay is, he gets back to be 100%. Last one on the West do you think the Suns can make it back to the uh, NBA Finals? I don't see it. I don't see it, Chris. And and listen, what they did last year was remarkable. And what Monty Williams and Chris Paul and James Jones, that leadership to take a team, you don't see teams go from um, the the dregs of the league, the, 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 the bottom of the lottery, and all of a sudden make a jump like that. Now, Chris Paul was an important addition. And you sure. saw the development of DeAndre Ayton and the Mikkel Bridges and, and and all those guys. There was some good fortune last year. And sometimes you need it. And that's okay. That's not a knock. You need to put yourself in position that if stuff happens to the team you're playing, that you're good enough to take advantage of it. And so they were good enough to take advantage of the Lakers' injuries. Now, they were a two-seed. That's hard to do in the West. And, you know, they, as they move forward in the West – and there were injuries in front of them, and teams were beat up. And then all of a sudden, Kawhi's not there in the conference final. Well, they 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 beat the team that was there. And so I don't know if that good fortune uh, – I don't know if that carries them to another conference finals and uh, or another NBA finals. But certainly they are formidable in the West. They're good enough to make a run. I don't feel as though they're a favorite. But they've shown 
that um, that they can take advantage of an opportunity. And that's what a lot of postseason basketball is. Matchups, taking advantage of an opportunity that you're, you don't have to be the best team to yeah. go all the way. You've got to be the team that sometimes it's healthiest, that plays together, and, yeah. and, and you get a break. Yeah, definitely need those breaks. I think, t- but if you think about it, I'm just not sure when Jamal Murray's coming back. I know Kawhi's going to be out for an extended period of time from last year. So I'm just wondering about, you know, the status of them guys and how that's going to play out in the race and all of that. It's going to be interesting to see because those are two major pieces in the Western Conference that's going to open, that are missing from teams that are yep. going to open the door for others. You know what I'm saying? And they change. Yeah, you're right. Jamal Murray. I think there's hope that he is back this season. I think there's some hope that Kawhi can come back this season. Yeah. But what do they look like when they do? Where are you in the standings when it happens? Can you make up ground? Excuse me. Can you make up ground? Uh, a lot of uncertainty coming off injuries like that. Right. But listen, Denver, listen, we look back, and if Jamal Murray doesn't go out, nobody was playing better than the Nuggets last year. Yeah. Oh, and, and they oh, had yeah. just made the Aaron Gordon trade. Aaron Gordon. Oh, man. They killed the clip. I remember, yeah. They, they were smashing. They were looking good. They were killing people. And they had a real chance. They had a real yeah. chance. Sure you look did. back and you go, that team could have easily have been in the NBA Finals. Sure did. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's sports, Chris. That's I mean, that's it. Injuries. Injuries, man. Injuries are everything in the league. Man, whoa, that was nice rundown of, of the NBA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair of poor hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay authenticity guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Uh, I wanted to segue over into the the new sort of development leagues that have popped up that are now uh, grabbing um, the kids that are going to be in the NBA eventually before they go to college. The Overtime Elite League and the G League Ignite, where we saw two lottery picks get drafted from that team, Jalen Green, Jonathan Kuminga, uh, in this most recent draft. Woj, what do you think that this new route that elite level high school basketball players can take do you think it's going to attract uh more guys and take away from the 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 bulk of the talent from the ncaa i don't know if it's going to take a bulk of it it's taking a significant portion and what i think is great chris it's an option and it may not be for everybody but you know there's going to be kids who still want to go the college route and want to go to school somewhere, want to play major college basketball and all the things that do come with that. And there's kids who say, I want to go ignite. I want to go overtime. And that's what it's all about is having options. And it's not one size fits all. And I don't think it's ever going to be everybody's at this one place. I mean, there's a limited, you know, ignite or overtime, you know, there's limitations on how many guys they're going to bring in and pay and all those things. Sure. But I think the Ignite last year had even more value because of the pandemic. And I think the fact that Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga could go in the bubble, uh, be able to play, you know, whatever it was, five weeks, six weeks, month in front of NBA executives with and against NBA level talent or certainly professional talent with GMs there studying them um, as opposed to a year where they were, nothing was interrupted. They were able to play. They're in the bubble. They're in the gym every day. Front offices could come really watch up close and see them again on an NBA court with an NBA three-point line guarding bigger, stronger, older guys. I thought that was an advantage last year for those guys, and I thought they certainly benefited from it. This year, when GMs are back in the colleges more, those guys weren't on the road as much, very little, going to the ACC or the Big 12 or the Big 10 they were limited in their travel and their access to these guys. So I thought it was even a greater benefit, the Ignite last year for two high level guys like that. And, um, you know, Brian Shaw did a great job. I got Jason Hart over there. I think he'll do a really good job. I think the league puts a lot of thought into who coaches the players, uh, the support system around them. So I think the Ignite is here to stay, you know, the overtime elite is still new. Um, 
And so, you know, we'll see how that plays out. They're certainly getting their share of, of really good players and college mm-hmm. basketball has to figure it out. And, uh, but I think what is to me is really good. And I think what was important to the NBA was if I don't want to go to college basketball and I don't want to go be in the G league. And remember the ignite is not really, it's not the full G league experience. And the, and the NBA knew that if we just put these guys in the G league at 18 years old and they're doing the whole G league gamut, which is, you know, 6 a.m. flight from Fort Wayne to which, you know, to, to Maine. <laughs> Lacrosse uh, <laughs> Back down to play the Long Island Nets. Like, <laughs> like that's not for kids. The the Ignite thing is a little more yeah. um, of a controlled like environment. And <laughs> yeah. agents, I don't think, Chris, the agents weren't going to let, and, and anybody, like, because you could get eaten alive in that day-to-day G League at that age, playing against men coming right out of high school. That may not enhance your draft status. Uh, and so I think the way they've set up the Ignite is a good fit. It's not, again, just the full immersion into the G League life, which I think most kids right out of high school would really, really struggle with physically and probably a little mentally too. Yeah, I think, but I think the most important part of of the G League Ignite experience is the mentor, uh, the mentors that the kids are around. Brian Shaw, Rod Strickland, some other guys. Now this it was last year. Now this year, you got Jason Hart, who is you know one of the very best college assistant coaches that uh, in in the NCAA, and is an eleven year pro, and is all about showing this next generation how to do stuff that's what these guys need to understand the most is practice habits and you know responsibility accountability being grown men in a professional basketball setting i I love these two leagues and the overtime elite crew is filled with guys that have nba front office experience and nba coaching experience um brandon williams Kevin Ollie, some other guys are over there doing a hell of a job. So I'm really excited about both leagues and, and what the future holds. Woj, my man, last question for you. Um, we, I do it. I ask this question to all of my guests. Um, had a great conversation with Mark Spears. He's, he broke down a great story. I wanted you to break down or give us a great Kobe story with Kobe being Bryant fans here. Man, we just want to get your some of your best or fondest memories of an interaction or interactions with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. um, (laughs) I've never, never covered anybody like him. I'm sure I never will again. He thing about Kobe was his, he had such an incredible curiosity and, and a, and, and and a desire to understand not just his industry, and his world, but he wanted to understand your world and he wanted to understand the world I competed in and understand what I would do to compete or what others would do to compete. And uh, he understood our profession. Sometimes I thought better than some of us understood our profession. And uh, I remember once, obviously we know how competitive he was. And, and, And the one thing you know, it's the the relationship with Michael Jordan is really interesting. And you saw it kind of come full circle at his memorial service and Michael, how emotional Michael was. And Michael talking about sort of, you know, like a little bit early on, he saw Kobe as a little bit of a, like a irritant. Yeah. Like, Leave me alone, kid. You know, a little bit of that. And Kobe wanted to. But I do remember a time where they weren't particularly close. And 
I remember there was a point where Michael had, I think Michael maybe had done some list or Michael had in an interview had, had given a list of either greatest all-time players or greatest active players. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and think what it was. Whatever the list was, he left Kobe off of it, whether it was a top three of whatever. And I knew Kobe was pissed about it. And he said, where are you going to be on the road? I want to get together. I want to talk. And I'm like, well, I'll be where you like, you tell me where to go. And he said, well, we looked at their schedule and come to Minnesota. So I got on a plane. I went to Minnesota. We go out to eat. And I remember this too. He would wear that jacket almost like it was like a varsity letterman Laker jacket. It was the year after they had won their back to back. So it was the, what year would have that Chris been? They won the back to back. Oh, three. That is what? Oh, no, no. The second second one with Powell. Oh, 10 and 11. 10 10 and 11, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at this point, like LeBron's in Miami and he's a, He's about to start winning championships and, and and Kobe's trying to hold on to he's trying to hold on to it. And I remember we met at the restaurant um, at the hotel there across from I think it was across from Target Center. And he had that jacket. Mm-hmm. It was like a varsity letterman jacket. It was like a Lakers jacket. It had like the six basketballs, I think the six championship balls. And oh, yeah. if anybody oh, yeah. else was wearing that jacket, guys might have teased them. But it was Kobe and he could wear like a, it was like a varsity Letterman Laker jacket with all the, yeah. like, you know, when a guy in high school is like a all state and you get a patch for each all state or, or for yeah, each yeah. championship, that's what it looked like. And um, wow. it was actually, it was, it was kind of pretty neat. And, and so we sit down and we start talking and I don't know if Michael came up. I, I do think Michael came up because now Kobe had five titles, right? And he was chasing the sixth. And, and that was it. And I think Kobe felt, I know he felt, if I can catch Michael in championships, that puts me in the conversation with, you You can't ever take me out of the conversation for the greatest, um, among the greatest players of all time. And and at, at, that, at that point, I think people are talking, who's the best player in the league? LeBron's the best player in the league now. Maybe it's not Kobe anymore. And, and but I think he thought if I get that sixth title, like, LeBron's a long way from six and the other great players in the league are all a long way from that. So we started talking about Michael and he said to me, you know, Michael's not really the one that I emulated as much as it was Michael Jackson. And I I got close, you know, I got to know Michael Jackson and I'm going, I'm going, what are you talking about? Like I'd never heard him talk about Michael Jackson in that way. And he went on and on about getting to know Michael Jackson when he was a young player in LA and going up to, to uh, never, uh, Neverland Ranch, Neverland. Right? Never was it Neverland, right? Yep, yep. And he would watch Michael make music, and he would watch his painstaking process of of in the studio, and how meticulous he was. And he learned about this attention to detail, and how every and he went on and on. I'm sitting there with my tape recorder on, going, maybe I've missed this, but I don't think I remember. He got up and went to the bathroom. And I remember I, I Googled Michael Jackson and Kobe. I remember sitting in my seat going, has he talked about this before? And I look and I'm like, I don't see it anywhere. And I'm going, all right. And so I ended up writing the piece and it got a lot of attention at the time because he had never. And of course, the only thing I remember finding was I think Kobe was at Michael Jackson's memorial service and maybe they did a quick TV stand up with him and he talked about him. But what the interview really was about was it was a dig at Michael. Michael Jordan. It was, it was, it was what, what the whole thing was really about was 
Like, you know what, Michael? You're not even really my guy. Now, we know Michael Jordan was his guy. And, like, yeah. I knew it was bullshit, and he knew it was bullshit. And the Michael Jackson story was real, and he had done and spent all this time with him. But it was the lengths Kobe would go to sort of give a dig back to Jordan without, like, just it was elaborate. And the Michael Jackson stuff was all accurate. But it was just really – he didn't really – I don't know if he really wanted to talk about the Michael Jackson stuff as much as it was his way to tell Michael Jordan, well, like, you know what? If you're not going to put me on a list, maybe you're not really my – it just was great. And it was Kobe. And, and I just – it just was a little window into how he thinks and how competitive he is was. And um, th- there's just nobody, nobody else like him. Man, absolutely genius. This guy was basically like to MJ, to Michael, you're not the MJ that I looked up to. <laughs> I looked up to this MJ, That's buddy. exactly what it wow. was. Wow. <laughs> That's a big time story. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a big time story. Well, Woj, thank you so much, my man, for joining KJ Live today. Uh, we'll be watching you on ESPN. Do what you do. Thank. I'm sorry I kept you so long, man. I know you can. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I can know. Okay, good. You. All right, good, man. Well, we're looking- Omni, Chris. We'll, we'll catch up soon, my friend. Yeah, we definitely will. Thank you All so right. much for joining. This is KJ Live with Adrian Wojnarowski. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 